yeah so so yeah sebastian finocchio said <laughs> yeah proper introduction for the uh brooklyn native seb seb where where'd you uh tell me about the neighborhood that you grew up in bensonhurst so where the guns burst pop pop bang bang <laughs> all right so technically i'm not from bensonhurst i'm from a small area right next to bensonhurst called gravesend not many people really know gravesend so that's why i just say bensonhurst because most people know bensonhurst they just know bensonhurst is like the italian area of brooklyn yeah but you got to put don't you want to put bensonhurst on the map by at least telling people that that's where you're from well i always say originally i always say i'm from gravesend but you don't know what gravesend is so i say i'm from bensonhurst and then they're like oh yeah yeah i understand or oh, okay. i say i'm right by coney island which i'm only like probably five minutes if that from coney island okay when uh when you say you know when where the bensonhurst where the guns burst was there really that many uh, shootings were there, were there were there is there really that many people firing guns uh, where you're from not so much anymore definitely not anymore it's not how it used to be um, when I was growing up yeah definitely but that was more it wasn't really technically Bensonhurst where that was happening that was like so it goes Bensonhurst right so it's Bensonhurst then it's Gravesend where I'm from then it's the Marble Projects and then it's Coney Island the Marble Projects oh, okay. is where everything popped off. Yeah. So I lived between the Marble Projects and Bensonhurst. Oh, okay. But, you know. So you, Behurst, were, you were near it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so now you're on Long Island, and I can only imagine what it's like. Well, real quick before we talk about that, we are in, uh, what's the name of this park that we're in? Caniac. Caniac Park in Hicksville? I think this is still Hicksville, yeah. In Hicksville. Uh, that's where we are right now uh, in the van. Um, it's a nice scene over here in this park. Uh, a lot different than where I was with Swill. Uh, where I was with Swill is a lot, you know, louder and uh, a lot more cultures, I guess, coming together. Here, it's, it's I mean, there's a golf course right here, so... It's um, it's a little more chilled out. It's a little more laid back. Definitely. Then. Definitely. But that's where we are right now. But so let's talk about what the transition has been like for you so far. Uh, well, I'll tell you the truth. I, I never. I I used to. I lived in Long Island for three years. From first grade, no, from second grade to fifth grade, I lived in Westbury. So I already know. I didn't know that. Yeah, not many people do. I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a very, it's a very short period of time in my life that I was not in Brooklyn. We moved out here in Westbury because my brother, who's deaf, went to high school on Long Island, a deaf high school called Milneck, and that's in Milneck. And that's why you. That's exact because his okay. commute from Brooklyn to Milneck every day was two hours, two and a half hours each way. Yeah. So he would have to leave in the morning to get on the bus. At like five in the morning yeah. to get to school, and he wouldn't get back until like eight o'clock. So you guys just as literally, a family. as a family, we moved out there to Long Island for three years while he was in high school, and then moved back. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more to that story, but that's essentially pretty much. Yeah, yeah. okay, I you didn't know? know that. Yeah, yeah. So I was in Westbury. So I, I, I think when I say, because everyone's like, oh, where do you want to live? And everyone always says wherever they're from is where they want to live. 
A lot of people, right? Yeah. Like, oh, where do, yeah. I, where do yeah. I want my kids to grow up? Long Island or Brooklyn? I say Brooklyn, and I think it's fair for me to say, I have a fair argument because I lived in both Brooklyn and Long Island. So I know the ins and the outs, for the most part, of Long Island, too. Which is why I prefer my kids to grow up in Brooklyn, because growing up in Brooklyn is a much different, and in my eyes, a better way to grow up than Long Island. Why, why do you think it's better? There's just so much more that you learn. So people from Brooklyn are going to be much more street smart than somebody from Long Island. Because yeah. there's so much more that you have to deal with, and so much more that you see and that you're involved with on a daily basis in Brooklyn or you know any of the really any of the boroughs but more so Brooklyn than in Long Island. Long Island is a very sheltered and secluded place in my eyes. Oh, I agree. I mean, I think it's definitely I think it's definitely that. I think it's definitely a bubble. Um, yeah. Nobody really expands. People born and raised in Long Island, they live out here, they grow up here, they got a house here, and yeah. their kids grow up here, and yeah. this and that and the other thing. So, yeah. it's a very it's you a know, hard place to leave. It's secluded, for some yeah. Secluded. yeah. So listen, it's a nice, beautiful place, yeah. beautiful place, but it's not not so much for me just because I don't like the speed of it. But you're here now, so are you planning on going back? Tell you the truth, I would love to, but it's chances are I'm gonna end up here. Yeah. Chances are, yeah. What about? A place like Arizona where I know you just went I mean are you thinking even more outside the box than staying in New York uh, I wish honestly I wish but I'm very big on like job security stuff like that you know financial security yeah. financial stability yeah and where I'm at now is gonna create a long Pretty much, the re- this is my career. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. What I'm doing now is that's going to be what is going to give me that financial stability for the rest of my life. Right. And it will. And if you commit, that's, that's a very interesting point. Because in my eyes, it's your, it's kind of like a choice. Do I want more freedom or do I want uh, secure, job security that's and that crazy. financial that financial security and I think that if that's what you know you want if you know you want the fine the the security that Long Island and New York is a good place for that yeah I, I think it's more so of what I want but what I think and pretty much what I feel is completely necessary in today's world you need financial stability to do stuff yeah I mean I definitely agree that you you do need financial financial stability but sometimes I think that it becomes a sort of trap you sort of get trapped I 100% agree with you I I I do I do feel like that I'm not trapped but you know I'm in that I'm in the fucking circle of go to work go home on the weekend this that you know yeah so I'm definitely in that circle but provides the stability that I need right now the stability that you want yeah. Or the the security that you that you want. And you do you do need security. Security is a it's a fundamental thing. You know you need to feel like you're secure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I get I get I get where you're coming from. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, with that said, Long Island it is. <laughs> um, your your brother, who's deaf. I I want to talk about that. Uh, you meet my brother? No, I haven't. No, you haven't. Right? I haven't. Um, dude, the other day, I 
I think from surfing, I uh, I get I get like a buildup in my ear of like dried. It's kind of gross, but it's like dried wax. From the from, surfboard? I think it's I think it's from uh, the salt water. Yeah, probably. It like condenses and like mm-hmm. hardens, and so for a day, I couldn't. I lost my hearing in my right ear. Really? Because this this huge thing was just in the way. It was just completely blocking my ear. And uh, so the other, just the other day I was thinking about, well, I dealt with, you know, hear loss. I genuinely couldn't really hear out of my, out of my right ear. And I just started thinking about my senses and how scary it was that, that I felt, I felt my senses, uh, kind of wither away mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. I lo- in that moment I lost my my sense of hearing mm-hmm. s- slightly yeah and that made me think of what it's like for people who who either never had one of their senses or lo- or completely lost one of their senses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's something that I I mean I took sign language in high school did you and it's yeah and it's, did you do any good I tried, you know, it's hard. Do you remember any of it? No, no. It's hard to remember, it's hard to learn a language when you don't need to. Yep. If you I, don't use it, it's, it's tough. If you, if you, uh, if you need to use, if you move to, say, Germany, and you don't know any German, you're going to learn German pretty quick. Yeah. But if I'm in America, and everyone's speaking English, and I'm not surrounded by, um, anyone who's deaf then I then I don't have a need for it and yeah. so I don't really have that drive well the same thing goes for so sign language so I know sign language fluently and I can have a full conversation with somebody who's deaf growing up so like for example you growing up you don't remember learning how to talk right you don't remember being taught how to how to talk you just know how to talk yeah right it's a good point so it's the same thing that happened with me with sign language i don't remember being taught sign language i don't remember learning yeah. sign language i just know sign language yeah so it's the same thing as talking sign language is my second language um but like you said if you don't basically if you don't use it you lose it applies even with me because i used sign language every day of my life literally eight to ten hours a day for the first 20 years of my life then my brother went away to college then i went away to college we stuck to texting. We didn't really sign much that much anymore. Yeah. And I am a lot worse now than I was growing up. Oh, wow. Because I haven't used it in yeah. so long. Yeah. Like, I still know, I'm still i still completely fluent in it, but there's still certain things that maybe I don't understand or I can't say. I just have to spell it out because that's just, you know, if you yeah. don't use it, you start to forget a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, is your mom deaf too? No. So, interesting story, right? So, so my mother... So my, both of my grandparents, my mom's side, they're both deaf. Oh, wow. Right? They had three daughters. Yeah. Neither of them are deaf. Okay. Right? My mom had me, my brother, my sister. My brother's deaf. Um, my aunt had two kids. Neither of them are deaf. And my other aunt uh, didn't have a kid. She adopted a kid, so it's not her kid. But So right. no one else was deaf. Then my brother was deaf. And what they say is it skips a generation. So it's generational, yeah. but it skips a generation. And it's just it's just uh, passed down? It's just hereditary? That's what they say, yeah. So, okay. I mean, th- there is certain other ways that you could be deaf, but uh-huh. 
it is most of the time it's because it's hereditary. So it was my grandparents are both deaf, so that's generation. Then my mom, nobody in my mom's generation was deaf. Now our generation, my brother's deaf, which means our kids shouldn't be deaf if it follows the pattern. Our grandkids, whether my grandkids or my brother's grandkids or my sister's grandkids, one of them should be deaf if it follows the pattern. Right, yeah. I mean, is is there any way that it can, you know, like fizz, fizz out? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there is. I don't yeah. really know the whole science behind it. But yeah. oddly enough, my brother, who my brother who's deaf, did uh, a big family tree, did a lot of research into our history, and he found out that he's actually deaf from my dad's distant cousin. My my dad's cousin. Wow. Is why he's deaf because both my grandparents, after he did all his research, was they weren't born deaf. Yeah. So. However, it happened. It's just, it yeah. just, it made sense that it was my mom's side, but really, from what my brother found out, it's my dad's side. I'm curious about what, what the differences were, growing up, in, uh, in a house where one, you know, where your one of your family members is deaf. Mm-hmm. I mean, what differences that you can think of were there? Um, you know, it's not really much different. Same thing, you know, it's the only difference really is just like the communication, right? The communication aspect of like if you're, let's say everybody's downstairs at the dinner table, you're having family dinner and you got to get your brother, normally you just yell up the stairs. Yeah. This case, you got to go upstairs go get him. and get him, him, right? Yeah. Or if you need his attention or something, you have to, if he's not looking at you, you have to get up and get his attention or yeah. something like that. I mean, other than that, it's pretty much the same shit. Like, yeah. Me and my brother growing up, it's not like your traditional older brother, younger brother, because you don't yeah. don't talk that mu- you don't you don't talk yeah. as much and as. He's older. Yeah, my brother is three years and three days older. Oh wow. Yeah, so, it was just a little different in that aspect. Yeah. You know, like when you like when you. And that's something I didn't really think of, you know, just just getting their I guess you know just getting their attention is is one of the things, but I will say that. When I was dealing with this past little mm-hmm. uh, run-in that I had with losing, you know, my hearing for for that short amount of time, there was there was this moment when I was I was laying down in the in you know bed in in the van right here and uh, and I couldn't hear my hearing was like fifty percent mm-hmm. and I laid on the pillow with my left ear. And you know when you lay on the pillow, you know obviously everything else is everything is muted. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, so I in that moment I felt like I had like twenty percent hearing mm-hmm. because I was muffling my left ear, and my right ear was muffled by the the uh, hardened stuff. So I know it's gross, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's that was the reality of it. So um, yeah, my brother can sleep like a fucking rock. Yeah. Like a rock. Like when I tell you he can sleep like a rock, there was one time that we yeah. literally had to go check to make sure he was breathing, bro, because yeah. he slept for 24 hours straight. Because nothing yeah. wake, normally yeah. you wake up from noises yeah. or something like that, you know. Yeah. Kid sleeps like a rock. Well, that's what I felt. I felt like it was kind of peaceful. Yeah, yeah. It was peaceful. I was like, I was like, wait, this is, like, obviously I, I wanted my hearing back the whole time. Yeah, yeah, But... I had no choice but to embrace it because it was late at night, and I went to the doctor the next day and we fixed it. But 
um, it was late at night, so I couldn't, I had no choice but to, 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 to embrace it. And uh, it was weirdly tranquil, I felt. Hmm. I felt weirdly, I, I don't, maybe not weirdly, but I felt tranquil. Uh, yeah, but that, that's, in that, moment. that definitely got to get old fast. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's what I was saying. I obviously I, you know, made me grateful for for my hearing, and it makes you grateful for like you think about senses and what senses are. You know, your your uh, obviously your vision and your hearing are like these like mechanisms that work mm-hmm. in your body, and like you don't understand it, you don't know how. I don't know how I can see, uh, you know, yeah. what the the biology, the the physiology is of seeing and of hearing, but we know that it works and. I think oftentimes we take that for granted. So I think it's important to, to take time, even, you know, just when you wouldn't have before to, to be grateful for, for your senses, you know, and I guess it can, but no matter what, it can always be worse, you know, whatever situations you do have. I mean, you see so many people who have these disabilities and in life, but sometimes the people with these disabilities are, are the most inspiring, uh, most ambitious people mm-hmm. that that you ever meet. Yeah, you, I was gonna say I was gonna say that was a great segue because I was gonna talk about that as well. Like, um, even going back all the way to the beginning about where you grow up. Right, you grew up in Bro- I grew up in Brooklyn. You grew up in Oceanside, so we had different upbringings. But same thing, even like with my brother. Right, so being that I grew up with someone who has a disability, my whole life, and I seen things that he's gone through even struggles right like even struggles some people some people are very inconsiderate or think that he's either bullshitting them or something like that or don't even make an attempt to try to have a conversation or anything of that nature and it just really puts stuff into perspective for you um like i understand obviously don't like i understand what my brother went through and goes through yeah from an outside perspective like i don't obviously understand how it works being deaf but I see the stuff that he goes through so I know that people with disabilities definitely have to deal with a lot of other shit that people don't even think about yeah like simplest stuff and and that goes back to even being secluded even people who, who've never re- there's a lot of people out there who've never been around anybody with any type of disability yeah and as soon as they get around somebody with a disability they don't know what to do and they act yeah. you know they don't know how to act and then yeah. it comes off the wrong way just you gotta expand your horizons and you gotta be able to you know, understand other aspects of life other than just what you're brought up knowing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's such a, that's such a valuable thing, uh, being able to, to kind of put yourself in, in someone else's shoes yeah. and, and, you know, just treat and, and treat people with respect no matter, uh, you know, what the circumstance is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like coming from Brooklyn, you deal with a lot of diversity in everything that you do. You go to the store, you go to school, you get, whatever you're doing is diversity. Whether it be racial diversity, cultural diversity, religion diversity, disability, whoever it is, whatever it is, just diversity of everything. Which is why I don't really like Long Island because it's not much diversity. Everyone's pretty much the same here. Yeah. Depending on where you are, everyone's pretty much the same. Yeah. And you see the same thing and everyone's dealing with the same issues and yeah. you know, they got to go out and mow their lawn on Monday mornings or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and the problems that the problems that people are having here are very much first world problems, mm-hmm. and uh, there's there's sometimes too much too much drama you're dealing with with uh, 
you know, Long Island folk who, who don't know, you know, maybe, you know, how good they have it in a sense. At the same time, I, I you know, I would kind of disagree that we do have it so good here. I don't, I personally don't think that, yeah, I mean, we have access to everything. So yeah. we do have it good here, but at the same time, just that whole, the whole premise of being, feeling like you're trapped here because of societal norms that are, uh, that are drilled into your mind, you know, guilt. If you, if you choose to not go down the traditional, uh, route of working, you know, the rat race, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a, uh, certain level of, of guilt that yeah. you might feel because people have these expectations mm-hmm. for you here on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But it's crazy how different it can be go- going, you know, 45 minutes west into Brooklyn from here, mm-hmm. half hour west, Completely how different, different how different the their problems are. Crazy, so much different. So much different. The funniest thing, one of the funniest things that I heard when I first moved here and still to this day, I think it's the most absurd thing. And, and if I, I don't want to say I do it on purpose, but sometimes I, I will go out of my way to do it. But, um, but the first day before I moved in, when I signed my lease in my apartment, the lady whose house it is, right? One of the, one of the first things she told me, one of the most important things she told me, she goes, you could park here. This is your spot. She goes, do not park across the street. Um, they don't like when people park in front of the house. Yeah. I found that absolutely absurd yeah. and hilarious because it's a public street if i want to yeah. park in front of your fucking house i'm gonna park in front of your house yeah there's nothing you could do about it yeah right and in brooklyn you're lucky if you find a spot even on your block yeah you're lucky yeah. if you find a spot on your block yeah and for somebody to tell me that i can't park in front of their house on a public street yeah if my, if there's no other spots available yeah that's that's just the craziest thing i've ever heard so now whenever there's someone in my spot or someone you know parked where i normally park i just park across the street yeah. And nobody's ever said anything to me because it's, it's going to be the, if anybody ever said anything like don't park in front of my house, that would be Well, yeah. That's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, th- yeah. and that's like you said, first world problems. Yeah. People will people will actually call the cops on somebody for being parked in front of the house. Yeah. Which is it's absurd. It's yeah. the craziest thing that I've ever it seen. It is. It is. That's where that's when it gets weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously from one house to the next on that same block, will you know, you'll probably find different um, mentality. You'll probably find different attitudes. Sure, sure. Definitely. You know, I mean, that guy's house across the street from you who doesn't like, you know, you parking in front of it, I'm sure maybe the neighbors would be way more kind. Mm-hmm. But know. I've definitely heard that in a lot of places that I've been to Long Island is you can't park in front of their house. Yeah. And, and I just think that the, you don't own the street. There's, there's no, you have no right yeah. to tell me where I can and can't park unless I'm blocking your driveway. Well, that's blocking such your a... driveway, it's a different story. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's such a good example of the difference between, uh, you know, the boroughs mm-hmm. uh, and Long Island, mm-hmm. or and or just you know just the contrast between Any type of suburb, city yeah. versus suburb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe that's why people move to the suburbs uh, to, you know, so that they can have a spot in front of their house. That's, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's 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 better to they say it's better to raise your kids, but I yeah. mean depends on what you want your kids to grow up as. 
Yeah, yeah. If you want your kids to grow up with that, with that kind of attitude. Then. Yeah, the, the yeah in, entitledness. Yeah. Mentality. Yeah. You know, and that's not how I want my that's not how I grew up. That's not right. how I want my kids to grow up. Well, I think that's a valid point, and I don't think you can really, you know, argue with that. I mean, everybody just has different kind of different values, you know. But I think those are good ones to 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 raise your to raise your. I think anybody would agree. Yeah. To a certain extent, that so, you yeah. want to that you want to raise your kids with uh, diversity and being accepting of of others and you know being willing to share. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the spot in front of the street that's that's you know. <laughs> He has a driveway too. I'm sure. Yeah, he does. And they, they so, don't. They don't have any cars. He's just being. He's just. Be, yeah. He, they don't. They don't even have any cars. So yeah. It's, it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's definitely crazy. But, but they're selling the house. So. Oh yeah, so all that. that the house with all the solar panels. Oh, the house you were in front of. Yeah. yeah. That's the guy that doesn't want us to park in front of yeah. the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will at least give him credit on the uh, solar, solar panels. panels. Yeah, I'll give him credit yeah. because. Because I did that for, did that for a little bit. Sold what, solar panels. Yeah, I was in the solar panel. I mean, I believe I. I mean, I, believe, I have solar panels on this. Yeah, you do. It's which and, is actually uh, pretty dope. And it's uh, you know, during the hurricane that just that just came through, people were talking about losing power. But when you when your uh, when your power is generated by the sun, um, you don't have to worry. You know, it's off the grid. So yeah. You don't have to worry about uh. Yeah, that, about which that. Is true. It has the it has its advantages. So definitely, I'll give the guy that that credit where it's due. It's funny we were talking about solar when I was visiting Masi, right? Yeah. And just like from being, I was there for about a week. I was there for I was there Tuesday to Sunday, and uh, just you know being around, we we did a lot of sightseeing. We we. How was the weather there when you were in Arizona? So hot, man. It was 115 yeah. degrees. 115. 115. Degrees. Yo, it was crazy. Like, I don't think I've ever been in. 115 degrees. No, I mean everyone there. says it's dry heat, which it is dry heat, but 115 is 115. Yeah, it is fucking hot. Yeah, like I it mean, was. How hot. else can you really describe it besides it? It was fucking hot. It was. It yeah, was. You know, know, we did. Uh, we did mad hikes. Yeah. Yeah. You're still. You still managed to hike even in, had the, to. in had the heat. To. Yeah. Yo, we went up. We went up like 4,000 feet. It dropped like 25 degrees. Yeah. Okay. So that's where you need to be. Yeah. 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 We we went. And nobody forced you to go to Arizona either. You went to Arizona. Nah, yeah, I went to Arizona, yeah. So me and my boy went. So I like the way we did it. We did it the right way, um, in my opinion, is because we got there Tuesday. Tuesday, we kind of just hung out, got settled in. We uh, we rented a car. We went food shopping. We got some food for the week just so we don't have to eat out every single Where'd you stay? We stayed in the Airbnb. Okay. Beautiful, sick Airbnb. Yeah. Two bedrooms, two yeah. bathrooms, two master suites. Where? In Scott? In, in uh, Tempe. Yeah, you're in Tempe, yeah. In Tempe, yeah. Yeah, we, we got the thing for a steal, too. $87, $82 a, a night. Yeah, that's not bad. They wanted 145 at first. We waited till the last day before we left to book and it. And it went down. And it went down almost nice. half price. It was awesome. That's what you got to do, strat- strategy behind these things. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. We booked, we booked four different Airbnbs. kept canceling them because we, 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 we would book one, and then you had a certain amount of time to cancel. And while we booked that one, we would look for another one until we find a better one. Then yeah. we cancel that one, book this one, book this one. And yeah. then we just ended up getting a steal. But yeah. Wednesday was our action-packed day. We did all the sites. We, we crammed as much sightseeing as you could even imagine yeah. into into one day. So we left the Airbnb at like 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. We went straight to... Um, uh, a hike? Yeah, what's... Uh, not Scottsdale. What's the other one? Phoenix. No. Phoenix is Scottsdale. Uh, Sedona. 
Sedona, yeah, we, we went north. To, yeah, so it's we like went two hours north. Yeah, so we were going, we were going to the Grand Canyon, and we hit wait, we hit stops along the way. Oh, you went to the Grand Canyon? Yeah, hell yeah, how I had was to. That? How are you not gonna go to the Grand Canyon? I didn't, I didn't go. All <laughs> you didn't go there. to the Grand Canyon? Nah, nah. How long were you in Arizona for? A week, Sunday to Sunday. Dude, and you didn't go to Ari- Oh, you no. didn't go to Grand Canyon? No, I haven't been. Dude, yeah. I'll get, to, I'll get to that part, but like I walked up to the Grand Canyon and I literally like felt something like yeah. overcome my body, like. Looking wow. at the Grand Canyon, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Yo, this is like sick." You yeah. don't see that. I never see, yeah. never seen anything like that in my well, life. Dude, the Grand Canyon is one of the, like the craziest it's, places. It's, it is honestly insane. I only yeah. seen about that much of it, yeah. and I was completely amazed. Yeah. I would love to see the rest of it. Yeah. So the one There's thing that so much to see when you go to a place like that, like those big attractions that you always want to go to, you end up going, and like you you see a, a tiny little piece. Yes. And like even even that sometimes is just like enough, but then you you're left thinking like, holy shit, there's so much that I didn't see there. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of crazy. The only thing that we didn't do, that I wish we would have did, that we were gonna do, is we were gonna take a helicopter tour of the whole Grand Canyon. Yeah, that, I mean that would have been fucking sick. Yeah, it was like five hundred dollars a person. We were gonna do it. 500 yeah we were like ah you know it's, it's a little steep it is it is steep but for a helicopter but yeah. once i got to the grand canyon once we me and my boy john we both got to the grand canyon and we were looking at it we both pretty much at the same time like we should have we should have spent the money it would have yeah. worth every single dollar yeah. to drive the yeah. helicopter right through they take you right through the whole thing yeah, it would have yeah, been the yeah. sickest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah it would have been so sometimes money sometimes it's like what you know how do you what do you what do you choose to do with your, with yes, your money? Yes, yes, yes. And I, I would say moving forward, anybody who's going on vacation, yeah, like spend that couple extra dollars for something yeah. like that. It'll be yeah. worth it. It's a great memory they have for the rest of your life. And you won't be sitting here saying like, ah, you know, I wish I spent the extra three, four hundred dollars to go do that. Yeah, well, I think just being as high as you can in, uh, in any place, and this is something I talk about in the book, actually. Being wherever, wherever you are, it's always worthwhile to go to the highest point of that place mm-hmm. because of the perspective that it gives. Yeah, um, I agree. It, you're able to see the, the geographic features of the place. Mm-hmm. You're able to see, from a survival standpoint, you're usually able to tell where food and water might be. Um, and it's just cool. It's cool as fuck to... To, you get to, to actually get see, like, for example, Grand Canyon. You you, you actually, because when you stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon, it's big, but you can't tell how big it is when you're standing there. No. Like You can't, like, comprehend it. Not at all. If yeah. you're up in a helicopter, it'll yeah. really put it in perspective for you yeah. how fucking massive exactly. this thing actually and is. And perspective is is so valuable. And sometimes it's it's worth to, to trade money for perspective, yeah. I think. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, just, just in terms of, like, where am I in relation to the planet? How big? How how big am I? Or a better question is how small am I? And certain experiences, you really learn how small you actually are. Yeah. Um, have you been skydiving? No. You know, I really, really wanted to go in Arizona, but we really just didn't have the time. Yeah. But um, I almost went like a month ago out here to Long Island skydive. But yeah. then, then I booked a trip to Arizona. I was like, you know what? I'll wait. I'll go in Arizona, and I didn't go there either. But I still really, really want to go. Yeah, I went. Actually, my first time I went with uh, Joe Tatino. Did you really? Yeah. Where out here? Yeah, Long, when the hell was Long that? Island skydive. It was like four years ago, or five, four. Yeah, like four years really? ago, probably. 
But um, on Long Island, it was cool. And then I, I actually went again uh, in Hawaii. That's pretty uh, nice. On the North Shore of Oahu. And talk about, talk about like perspective, talk about how, um, you know, being up that high, I mean, being, you know, 13,000 feet up, mm-hmm. uh, what that, what kind of insight that can give you in terms of, you know, I'm on this island, but I can't really see the whole island. And now all of a sudden I'm 13,000 feet up, I see the whole island. I see where I've been on the island and I see, you know, where I'm going. And I think that that can provide some some truly remarkable insights. Um, 100%, so, 100%. Yeah. When I was younger, I always liked to sit on the window side on a plane. Because I used to just watch the whole yeah. landscape. I used to try to guess where I was in the, yeah. in the, in the United States. I used yeah. to look down and be like, ah, that's got to be Nebraska. Or that's yeah. got to be you know Texas or whatever. But now yeah. I sit on the aisle just because it's... I'm a lot bigger now, so it's a lot harder yeah, to squeeze yeah. into that window no, seat. No, dude, I've always, <laughs> loved, I've always loved that window seat. Yeah. On trains, cars, planes. I remember growing up, I just always wanted to be in the window seat, mm-hmm. looking out and just looking at um, what's out there. There's and so much out there. So cool see. on planes, man. I love, I love flying. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. I love it. I love, I love. I'm not gonna lie. I love the, love the whole experience. Yeah. I'm a little nervous when I go. When I get to security, because I always feel like I like there's. I think be, everybody gets nervous. Everyone gets nervous. You could have absolutely. You could be walking through. You yeah. could literally go into the airport naked. With, with nothing, naked, naked nothing on naked. you, and you're still gonna get nervous and yeah. be like, "Oh shit, did I forget something?" Yeah. Like. <laughs> but then once you get a, once you get through, then it's just like you're, you're like okay now I can like I'm on vacation. That's when yeah, the vacation yeah. starts. Yeah. Once yeah. you get through security and. It's, it's funny every time I go through security after I get through I think to myself like I could have definitely smuggled something they would have yeah. never known yeah. they even, like they didn't even look that hard I definitely yeah. could have smuggled something in but yeah, yeah I know but shit. I've 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 always been so careful with that like I've I've never I've always just been so intimidated by the uh, the fucking whatever what the are wall? they called no yeah. the airport the security TSA, yeah. TSA dude I'm just like because I got detained in Canada oh I remember yeah I remember like dude just like the the all like those like super official um, authorities, mm-hmm. you know, Port Authority, you know, yeah, border yeah, yeah. border patrol, Canadian border patrol, yeah. Mexican crossing the border. Yeah. I'm always like these people, like know something, and like they're they're, it's like paranoia, I guess. Yeah, they just they they just like they're just paranoid. They were able to read your, uh, you know, your body language, how you acting. Yeah, it's like yeah, a special yeah. investigator. Yeah. Once they start questioning you and, they, and you start acting a little weird, they're like, all right, hang on a second, let me see what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no, I've never, I've never tried, I've never bothered. I always figured I could just get whatever I'm looking for anyway, once I get to my destination. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't want to say no names, but one of our friends went to Mexico. Oh yeah. Oh, you know about that, right? Yeah. And he got he got arrested for having weed on him or whatever yeah. it was, and he spent I don't know if it was like a day or two days yeah. in the Mexican jail. I think he called me. He called me from from jail. <laughs> Did he really? He called me like he called me in Mexico. Uh, yeah, I was I was talking to him the following he day. He brought Bud to oh, Mexico. That, yeah, yeah. Like, why? But like, dude, why would you do that, man? Yeah, like, you don't and they got him in that. the airport. Yeah. Yeah, they found all them fucking bud that he was. <laughs> it was so, it's so unnecessary. Traveling with. So unnecessary, man. Yeah, it was. Funny but. story, like I, I just. No, I know, dude. I mean, I know plenty of people who like if they're going someplace. I guess it's like, 
I can see where they're coming from. They want to bring their stuff. Yeah, but I mean, that's it's that's never been bud, that though. It's like never bud been is that bud. Important. Bud is bud, right? Yeah. If it's something else where people could lace it or cut it with certain shit or whatever it is, maybe yeah. you might have a valid point there. Yeah, but then you're risking even more if you're bringing more of the harder stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I think it's unnecessary to bring weed because you can get weed anywhere and it's all going to be generally the same shit. Yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. You've been smoking a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I have actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know why? It's it just like just like relaxing me. Mad stress at work. It is relaxing. Work is yeah. very crazy. So when I get home, all I do is think about work. All from from literally from wow. from the second I leave work to the second I get back to work, all I think about is work because it's a very yeah. Do you, you enjoy that? Shit. I do. do you, yeah, yeah. Okay. I do. Being I, I, so I involved. I I enjoy being very very involved when I'm at work. When I'm outside of work, I'm still very involved. I'm still emailing people. I'm still talking to clients. I'm still thinking about what I got to do the next day. That's the one thing that I don't like, which is why I smoke so much when I get home because it just like puts my mind at ease and I don't think about work anymore. But you never. You, you, did you smoke in, in college? In college, yeah. College was really the first time I smoked. I smoked yeah, like once, once or maybe twice before before college. Yeah. And it wasn't really my thing. You know, I wasn't really a big uh, smoker growing. I wasn't really a big drinker in high school either. But now you found the value in it. Now I do, yes. Yeah. Like in college, I used to just smoke and get stoned. Yeah. There was no purpose behind it. I would literally yeah. just get stoned and just yeah. sit on the fucking couch yeah, and eat a potato. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now I do it really. That's how it was. Yeah, now I actually do it for a purpose. Yeah, thinking back on all those, you know, all those times when you're just like smoking, you don't even know why no you're smoking. Good times, good times. Yeah, gotta control that. Yeah. First time I took a edible was in college. Yeah. And I and I drove home four hours with uh, a girl who does not know how to drive. It was probably uh, the worst experience of my life. Yeah, I'm curious who that was, but we don't say. Any she names. went to Cortland. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say no names in case yeah. she sees this or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, bro, I actually made her pull over. Yeah. I told her I had to take a piss. Yeah. Right. She pulled over. I went to the rest stop. I literally was splashing myself in the face with water, looking in the mirror like, "Yeah, you're too. You're high. good. Like you're, you're oh, good. Yeah. Like just chill out. Yeah. Stop freaking out. Yeah, you got yeah, two more yeah, hours. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah, push yeah. through. You can make push it. Push through. You can make it's it. Hard sometimes. Yo, she was such a bad driver. Bro. Yeah. Like she would go like. If, Dude, well we all were. We all were. When we would drive up, we would drive up to Corlin four and a half hours, and like a lot of people just started driving. Yeah. I mean, dude, think about all the girl. I mean, yeah. okay, girl, girls are fine drivers. <laughs> <laughs> but think about all the, not just girls, but a lot of people, all the students, all the students who who had just started driving. Now it's all of a sudden like, okay, you're going on a four and a half hour drive. I mean, you're eight, you're 19 years old, 18, true. 19, it's 20. It's very true. Yeah. People I have never very had little a car experience. College, so I didn't drive up. Yeah, but that, that's why, and then you have to get in the car with people, and so you just have to put your trust into them. Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't trust, listen, my trust is not giving up that easy, ever. No. But when you got to get home, and it's four and a half hours to get home, you're taking any ride you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I got a ride home from like 15 different people from Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Some of them I've never even spoke to again. Yeah, yeah, And then that's seriously. just how crazy, that's like. That's how it was. When you got to get home, you got to took the bus one time. Yeah, Never yeah. took the bus again. No, that, I mean, the bus. They left us in Binghamton. The, you gotta make the bus. <laughs> they left us in Binghamton. Uh, what happened? So, we took a bus from from the city, right? So, I had to take a train. Oh, you were going up to Corlin. Back to Corlin, okay. yeah. So, I, I took a train from my house to the city with all my luggage. Hopped on a bus. Train? Subway. You took a subway to the bus? To the bus, Where yeah. was the bus? In the city. In like Grand Central or something Yeah, like Grand that? Central, yeah. It's probably like an hour ride from me. Which everyone thinks that Brook everyone thinks oh Brooklyn is the city. No, no. I'm like an hour from the city still. Yeah, yeah. By train. You're south, yeah. you're more south. I'm all the way to yeah. bottom, bottom yeah. half of Brooklyn. So 
So we take the bus, and it's like, all right, it's a, it was a connecting bus. So it stopped in Binghamton, and then you hop on the other bus. So I was with like uh, like three or four people from Cortland that I knew, just just randomly. And uh, so we get stopped, at, we drop us off Binghamton. They're like, all right, it's 20 minutes, go inside, get a snack, get water, whatever you gotta do. So we're sitting there, we're sitting there. I didn't even go inside, because I don't try. I stood outside waiting the whole time for the bus. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, like 20 minutes passes, nothing. You know, our bus that dropped us off left because it was going somewhere else, right? And then the other bus never showed so up. So it was just like too late. It was like a... It was not, a layover, yeah, yeah exactly. It was a connection. Yeah, so so the bus didn't come. It's three. It's it's a half hour. It's 40 minutes. We're, we're checking with the people. They're like, oh, yeah, that, that bus, you know, it's not stopping here. I'm like, I mean, the bus is not stopping here. How the fuck am I supposed to get home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to get home? To Corlin. To, to Corlin. Yeah, yeah, how am I supposed to get back to Corlin, which yeah. was Binghamton's like almost an hour away. Yeah. Right? So we're like, fuck. It was me. I don't even remember who well, it was. So the bus company dropped you off, and then they just were like, "Sorry." Pretty much, yeah. I don't know if they fucked up or whatever happened, but it was a it was a big, big miscommunication either between us and them or uh-huh. the bus driver, whoever it was, right? Yeah. Either they didn't let us know the bus was leaving. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But we were stranded there. Yeah. So it was me and three other people, and there was a lot of people stranded, but I only knew three people there. Who Who was it? I don't remember. Like yeah. I literally can't even fucking remember. Okay. Like, I wasn't, like, good friends with them. I just know, I think I had a class with one of them and something like that. Yeah, so, so you're just, like, with them. Yeah, like, fucking, like, like fucking oh, I know sucks. you. Yeah, oh, Joey, yeah. or whatever the kid's name was. You're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, but, like, like, this is but crazy. What are we going to yeah, do now, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. we're like, all right. I'm like, you know what? Let's just call some cabs. Let's see what the deal is. Called a few cabs. They're like, yeah, $500. $500? They wanted big money. Bro. Dude, Binghamton to Corlin was, like, a fucking hour. hour. Yeah, an hour, yeah. yeah. So they're like, they're like, yeah, 300 500 I'm like, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. So I call, I call this other I didn't even call. So. No, I did call. I called this cab company, and he's like, he's like, where are you going? I'm like, listen, I need a cab to call, and we're stuck here. He goes, how many people? I'm like, it's four people. He goes, all right, 60 bucks. I'm like, no doubt. Come here right now. We're out. We'll be outside. 60 bucks? Yeah. Nice. I'm like, no doubt. Come yeah. here. I'm like, yeah. yo, listen. It was me, four people. It might have been five people total. It was five people total. Yeah. No, four people total. Yeah, so you could fit that. Yeah, so it was four people total. You could fit that in a car. Yeah, so we're like, I was, I was thinking like, yo, everyone just give me $25. We'll give the guy a nice tip. You know, yeah, he drove yeah. us twenty five dollars, a hundred bucks for yeah. a forty dollar tip. Yeah. Right. So we pull up to my to my dorm room hall, Hayes Hall. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, guys, give me twenty five dollars, give me twenty five dollars. I hand the guy the money, right? And it was a hundred dollars. And he goes, no, no. He goes, no, no. It's sixty dollars a person. Oh, okay. I'm like, sixty dollars a person. I'm yeah. like, bro, that's yeah. that's two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? He yeah. said, you didn't say that on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, like, man. he's like, oh, well, that's what I meant. I'm like, listen, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, guys, give me give me five more dollars, give me a couple more dollars each. I gave yeah. me like an old twenty dollars, I got out of the car. I'm, like, I'm not giving you two hundred forty dollars. Yeah, well he I guess that's kinda like false advertising, right? People just try to take advantage of everybody, bro. They think that because you're a college kid, you're a stupid kid and yeah. they're just gonna take advantage of you and, yeah. and that's just and again, being from Brooklyn, that shit I, I know when someone's trying to take advantage of me. You don't tell me sixty dollars on the phone and tell me yeah. two hundred forty dollars once I pull up. Yeah. We were in the car for an hour, you could have said yeah. something the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't talk about the price at all no. while you're while you're driving. No. Maybe that should should have been something you talked about like before he took yeah. you. Well, he said sixty dollars, bro. Yeah, he said sixty dollars. He didn't specify. That's straight. You but said dude, sixty dollars is what you're getting. Dude, talk about uh, taking advantage, right? I went to the dentist uh, today actually before uh, mm-hmm. uh, before I came over here, and uh, he finishes up. You know, I'm there for like forty five minutes whatever and he finishes up and then you know you go to the reception the mm-hmm. receptionist after and uh she tells you you know she tells me i thought it was a tw- i took out uh twenty dollars yeah, for bank. your copay i thought it was a twenty dollar copay uh-huh. i got the receptionist uh two hundred dollars 
Well, you're out. And she's like, she's like, yeah. she's like, are you okay with that? And I was like, what do you mean? Am I okay with that? Like, do I have, do I have a choice? Like, I don't think I really have a choice in, uh, in the matter. But uh, I just, in that moment, I feel like I felt like you know, healthcare, it, it just is like takes advantage of people Highway so robbery. so much, you know. Uh, in in our country, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't want to get too much into into healthcare. I don't, you know. But I, I will say that I am impressed by the fact that that people like these dentists are they're able to do what they do, and they work in these these like, their work is in my mouth, which yeah. is when you think about it like that, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's kind of a crazy line of work, and. Uh, they kind of deserve it. They kind of deserve the 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 amount of money that we pay them because of what they're able to do for us. Yeah. Any any so. type of skilled trade. I don't know if that's considered. I don't know if being a dentist is considered a trade. But any type of skilled trade, you could pretty much charge anything for, and get it, because people like plumbers, electricians. Yeah. You know, you you got to get that shit done. Yeah. And people can't yeah. do that stuff themselves. No. And which I'm. Same concept with being a dentist or being a surgeon or being, you know, yeah. something a very skilled trade yeah. that not many people could do but needs to be done by a professional. Those people, yeah, it's always good to know any type of skilled trade like that because it'll always make you money. It'll never go out of business. Plumbing yeah. will never go out of business. Electricians will never be out of business. Yeah, of you course. always need that shit. Yeah, and like yeah, I mean, I had Nick on, uh, and I'm fascinated by I'm fascinated by what he does because you know he's a PA, mm-hmm. uh, he's a physician's assistant, and he uh, spent so much time in school, so, so much, much more time in school than we did, and, and you know he still got all the debts and stuff, and now he's making a good amount of money, you know, and he deserves it. I always tell him, dude, you deserve, you deserve it. I mean, he's doing knee replacements and hip replacements, and you know if you need a knee, and <laughs> And you're like, you're like all of a sudden like, fuck, I need a new knee. Yeah. I mean, who do you go to? Yeah. You know, besides, besides Nick, besides the orthopedic surgeon. And they, they studied enough to know how to replace our fucking knees. Crazy. And uh, it's inspiring. I think it's inspiring. It's, it's crazy. It really is because, you know, we, we went to school. We spent all this time in school. You know, I retained a lot of knowledge in school, but nothing that really... I mean, the one thing that I use on a daily basis from school that, like, I'm grateful that I got a chance to learn is Excel. Other than that, like, all the other shit that I learned, like, I know it's it, all, but it's not something that I apply to it's my all everyday. Pretty, it's all pretty subjective. Yes, it's not. It's it's nothing that you really yeah. apply to yourself every day, which, yeah. which school really should be like that. It shouldn't be, uh, you take a bunch of bullshit classes just so that you know history and you know science and, you know... It should really just be geared toward the... Geared toward what you're going to use in your everyday life, how to file taxes, how to, how to invest money, how to save money, like, you know, shit like that that you do on an everyday basis, health insurance, you know, all that type of shit should really be taught in school for people to to get a jump start in life. I agree. And I think most people agree, right? That's one of those things where at this point, there's kind of like this universal thing where we've realized that the school system is kind of failing. It's jacked up, yeah, it's jacked up. And it hasn't uh, changed. It's been the same. Yeah, um, you know, it, school is school is is based around everybody learning the same thing and the same standard set for everybody, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of a skewed way to, or that's kind of a, an unfair way to 
present education because you're you're really eliminating people's creativity and their uh, you know everyone the the fact that everyone's different uh, you know everyone has a different set of skills um, that they're born with you know these naturally occurring things um, that most of the time maybe you don't need school for maybe you know I mean yeah I always felt I always felt like when I was going to school for example I mean you know might not be the best example but I always felt while I was in school that internally I felt like I should be surfing I felt like I should be in the ocean and that's what I did I mean a lot of the time in high school starting in high school going into college even going into teaching now there's been days and there's been classes that I haven't gone to because because I felt like why am I gonna why this is my time mm-hmm. this is my time I mean every day is is so valuable and uh, so when I'm growing up and I was like I could either go to high school where I felt like I didn't need to be there you know I didn't there were days in high school where I was like um, I'm not really getting anything out of this I'd be getting more out of out of being in the ocean you know um, and that's what I did yeah I feel you on that uh, but surfing isn't really doesn't really contribute much to society and I do believe that we all have a duty to contribute something mm-hmm. to society which I it's funny you said I was thinking about that literally was thinking about that like two days ago like what did I really contribute to society and I I tell you the truth, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you, the, obviously, it's still have time. But like the job that you're doing now, you're building homes for people. Yeah, sure. You're building homes. Yeah. I mean, dude, every single little thing that's being done needs to be done. Yeah. You know, the job Very you're true. doing, people are buying those homes and people are living in those homes, right? Sure. Yeah. And you're help you're helping design those homes because those people who are living in the homes, they're busy. Uh, what doing whatever they're doing, yeah, whatever whether they're it's whatever, about, yeah. whatever it, you know, bl- yeah. uh, blue collar, white collar. I don't, you know, blue collar, white collar. What's you know, and we all have our own duties that we need to be doing to, you know, to help contribute. You know, we all got to do something. Yeah. See, like I, I wish, I wish that I pursued like marine biology growing up. Dude, I, I have always loved. Um, marine biology. When I was in high school, that was my favorite subject. I, I, Still that is. wasn't a thing in high school for me. Like my high school, we, you didn't know for marine biology classes. <laughs> yeah, we had we actually we had. So there's a difference between Long Island. Oh, of and course there is. Yeah, of course there is. <laughs> yeah, marine marine science and. Uh, yeah, I wish I wish I would have did that. I still I like see like now I feel like it's kind of like past that point where like uh, if I'm gonna go back to school, it's gonna be something to better my career, not to be do something that like I always wanted to do. Yeah. Like right now, like yeah. if I go back to school right now, which I've I've been you know looking into, I would like to go to school to become an engineer. Yeah. Because what I do at work has a lot to do with engineering. Yeah. Either that or some type of like you know construction management, uh, master's degree or something like that. Yeah. Those are the two things that I would like to do. Well, whatever you want to do, you can. I mean, I think that's important to know and uh, and realize that it's it really comes down to whatever. Setting your setting goal, setting your intentions on something, you know, what do you want to do? And it's, it's, you know, sometimes you really got to just pick one thing and kind of just 
give all of yourself to that and if you do then then you'll get whatever you uh whatever you want and whatever you need i think yeah well you'll get well that's kind of what you did with the van life right you kind of just put everything yeah. and you were just like fuck it let's do it like i wish i had the balls to do that yeah yeah like what made you make that leap to say like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna do it um you just wake up one morning and you were like let's do it or, or was it like a contemplating thing you were thinking about doing it for a long time well once i realized it happened in southern california and once i realized the lifestyle uh once i realized the life and the possibilities that having a van like this can bring it only took me like less than a week for for me to find this and for me to buy it yeah. Um, and then I was subleasing an apartment month to month, and I just told them, you know, I'm not uh, going to be paying anymore. I'm not going to be living here anymore. I'm living in the van. Yeah, yeah. So, so then I eliminated, you know, my my rent for the apartment, and uh, but no, it was it Is was this something that you always thought you wanted to do. Did yeah. you ever think about doing this growing up? Not really. It was kind of, it kind of just, I mean, it's kind of just perfect for, if you love being outdoors, and even if you don't love being outdoors, I've met people, I've met people in, uh, well, just this one instance that I'm thinking of, uh, this girl in Southern California who has and lives in her van, um, I remember talking to her once. And she was telling me that she finds herself sometimes like hermiting in her van because it's such a, it becomes such a comfortable space mm. for you when the weather is good and when it's cool out. I mean, it's starting to cool it down is. right now. It is. I feel now. the breeze coming in. It and dude, nice. when yeah. it when, <laughs> dude, when it's hot all day and and it starts to cool down at night and you start to get the breeze in here and you can go to open places like this and open it up like this. Mm -hmm. There's something just so comfortable about it. And uh, so what she was saying is, and you're still kind of out, you are outside, but yeah. what she was saying You're like sitting that, on the stoop right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the biggest yeah. thing I, I miss. Can just, I mean, I could just, we could just leave the van and be and be in the park. Yeah, you know? just chill. Yeah. But um, she was saying that she sometimes just like staying in the van um but my point was was that uh whether you love the outdoors for me i love the i love surfing mm -hmm. and i mean every morning since i've gotten the van I've, I've woke up in some sort of element that is very different than that of a house um Which it's is probably awesome it is awesome it is. Uh, it started in, in in you know San Diego where there's a ton of real estate to to park. There's a ton of real estate in the streets, um, quiet in the spots that you can. It's called boondocking. You know, if you if I were to to post up with the van in, in a neighborhood in residential residential streets, uh, it's called boondocking. Is it? So is that where the term like um down by the boondocks? Comes um, from? I think the boondocks are like down by the uh, water. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Something. Yeah, I've yeah. always heard the boondocks. I don't even know what it means. Well, boondocking is is camping in, you know, 
pretty much like residential places oh. or camping not in a campground okay so there's tons of spots to boondock in, in southern california um right now there is at least i don't know i don't know if you know living in a van is gonna blow up soon and there's just gonna be yeah. so many people doing it That's there already kind of was over there there is i was gonna ask if you recommend like would you tell people to do this i 100 percent would yeah right 100 110 percent especially I think at any time of your life you can make it work. I think obviously once you have kids, I mean that's would yeah. make it very unless you very get like challenging. One of those monster fucking yeah, you I mean this is a this is a very this is the on the small side of uh, of yeah, but you what's got, possible. You got a lot in here though. Yeah, and I'm also smaller, so if you wouldn't. I don't think you'd be able to do it. No, I, mean, I don't think you so. Need a, you need the the high ceilings. Yeah, these yeah. ceilings are 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 uh, not high enough to stand. They're probably stand four in. feet. Yeah, so I'm I'm crouched, but I make it work because I'm five seven. But uh, are you five seven? Yeah, but how, so how does it feel being here? Me, honestly, yeah. I'm very being, com- very. How comfortable. tall are you? I'm six three. Six three. Yeah, six two and three quarters, six two and a half. And you're comfortable. Three. And you're comfortable sitting. sitting. I mean, my back is kind of a little like you know. Yeah. But other than that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really stood up. But yeah. It, like right now, I feel like. If I had a little more leg room, yeah, I would feel like I'm just chilling on the couch. Yeah, yeah. like like I I feel like I'm just chilling. Like I I wouldn't like if you didn't tell me I was in a van. Yeah. Like if I just woke up where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. I wouldn't. The first thought would definitely not be I'm in a van. Yeah. So I mean I think it's pretty. Dumb. Oh well, yeah, you don't really. I mean the when when you close everything off. Yeah. I mean it's just crazy what's possible. And shout out to CJ, the dude who who designed design and built this because it it really is remarkable what's possible and i'm inspired by it i'm inspired by by this i'm inspired by what's possible what alternate lifestyles are possible and uh i'll tell you one thing is that i'm happier doing this than i ever have been and i am i mean you talk about financial security i've I did the math the other day, and I'm paying right now. I have less than $200 a month in expenses. Awesome. Uh, minus minus uh, gas. And I was gonna food. say gas. minus gas and food, but not paying rent is what kind of what sold is one of the things that sold me on it because I was paying 1550 in San Diego for yep. the apartment, and. Uh, you know, I'm a teacher, so teachers don't make that much money. I mean, they pay you in New York City a comfortable enough wage to live, mm-hmm. but you're not rich if you're a teacher. So paying fifteen fifty, you know, that's almost half of my income at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so then I limited that, and then I felt rich because now I'm not paying extra income. Yeah. In, yeah, and so that. To be honest, I mean, is kind is one of the things. It's one of the things that sells you. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. But there were more important things like waking up on the beach, feet from feet from the sand, feet from the ocean, feet from the waves. Um, it just makes, it makes your life so yeah. much easier. I was gonna say it makes everything so like just waking up. When I used to wake when I woke up in Arizona and I go outside and I look at the mountains. Yeah. Like it's just such a bit like. 
the day starts off so much better. Yeah. Versus walking outside of my yeah. apartment. Yeah. To Long Island to get into my car to go to work. Yeah. It's like you know the day's not really you know no. I'm not excited to start the day at that no. point. But when no. when I'm waking yeah. up to something like that. Yeah. Like if I was able to do this a little bit more comfortably, a little bit bigger, and. Well, you can. Yeah, but if I was able to do it and still keep my job security that I have now, I would do it in a hoppy. Right, and that's what I had. Yeah. Is the uh, I, I, you were in a perfect remote, position. Yeah, you were. You, you were had a perfect. It was like there's no other. Yeah. There's no better way to do it than the way you did it. Yeah. And you got to see whatever you know all the shit yeah. that you see. People wish to see that in three lifetimes. Yeah. You've seen that in a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But that's just what excites me. Yeah. I, I'm excited by wake. I'm excited by new places more than anything. I'm excited about new places, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why it's a privilege to be able to come to uh, Hicksville to this park that I've never been in and experience experience it with you. You know, I mean, I think there's also something to be said about having somebody to experience things with. I think makes them more uh, makes them more valuable. It makes it more makes it more fun yeah enjoyable so i was grateful for my girlfriend that i had a girl to to be able to see the country with and um yeah waking up in the mountains across the country and with all the different views and sights that's what living in a van gives you the ability to do Mm -hmm. and i think yeah if i to recommend it why wouldn't i recommend that to somebody you know but but would you have done this if you weren't working remote it's a very good question um, my, the opportunity would not have come if it was not for the remote work revolution. Uh, this opportunity would not have come, and so, but it did come. It did. So you don't think that you ever would have did this if it wasn't for working remote? The problem with the problem is is that it's it's a it's more of a it's it's a way bigger leap. That's just the word I was just thinking. Yeah. Would you would you have made that leap? Because this is, this is a big leap to make. Yeah. And it worked out great for Because me. I was teaching remotely. I was exactly. Able to. So for somebody to make that leap who doesn't have either work it's remote you, or anything well, like that, it's tough. Well, you need a you need to just make a plan. Yeah. You need to make a plan. I mean, you can't just okay if you're if you're if you're working in New York City, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, and you're expected to go into the physical job site to work. And that's where your financial security is coming from. That's where your security is coming from. To throw that away, spontaneously, impulsively, buy a van and just start doing this? No, that's not. Yeah. I mean, that's not how you do it. But no. I think that that's kind of, you know, doesn't really need to even be said. It's kind of an unspoken thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, you need to make a plan. It's not an unspoken thing. You need to make a plan. But people could do it. But that's the thing. You're saying that your your expenses. Or two hundred dollars yeah. a month. Yeah, once I people think they're like one seventy five. Yeah, people could quit their job and scrounge up one hundred seventy five dollars a month very easily. Well, you need to get the yeah. I mean, after you get the van. After you get the van, after yeah. After you get the van, but yeah, I mean, I sold my I sold the the car that I had, uh-huh. and you know. Yeah, and you both. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so whatever so, you have, yeah, yeah, you can get a van. So get if you have a savings, right, and you buy a van, you could probably last a decent amount of time. Yeah. Because you have very little yeah. expenses. Yeah, and you can do things that you've always wanted to do as well. Um, you know, for example, uh, something that I think about a lot is I worked at a golf course uh, for five summers, and that was that was 
my favorite job that I've ever had. I enjoyed work, mm-hmm. and uh, and working on a working on a golf course, golf course also, uh, it's a pretty good paying job if you're when you're in college, okay, but mm-hmm. or when you're living in a van, okay. If sure. I went back to doing that. If I committed to, I'm going to work on a golf course or I'm going to travel around and work on a golf course um, while living in my van and my expenses are only $200 a month, um, which isn't a fair number because that isn't with food. Mm-hmm. That's not with gas. Um, yeah, but you'll need food anyway. Yeah. Food, yeah. Food so, is, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But you can make, you can, you can save a lot of, you can make and you can save a lot of money. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Whatever else you can think of. I mean, um, well, yeah, you I can think, serve. Yeah. So so I, July 1st was a year I'm in my apartment. Right? So I thought about for a year. I paid rent for a year. $1,400 a month for a year. So that comes out to like, I don't know, like $16,000. Yeah. $17,000. Like all that yeah. money basically just right down the fucking well, toilet. Well, yeah, and rent. Yeah. yeah. Right down the toilet. Yeah. I, pay, I just wasted all that money. Like, yeah. I, know. I wish I had the opportunity to still I love having my own place but I wish I still had the opportunity to live at home for like one more year because uh-huh. I would have been able to save all of that money yeah and then be chilling but and then you could have bought a van then I could have bought a van and then yeah <laughs> and then I would have that's $14,000 well, that could have lasted me fucking yeah. six months the thing is the thing is with living in a van uh, here on Long Island is that it's not really that accept, accepted of a thing yeah I was going to say it's not very van accessible no. There's not very many places you could just post up. And- yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, not a desirable place to be if you're living in a van. Um, so for anybody who does want to make that jump, like, there's there's such good places out there to that you really can explore what freedom really feels like. Uh, but it's probably not in your hometown. Yeah. What <laughs> you was probably your- got to leave. What was your favorite place? That you stayed all the places you stayed what would you say is your favorite place dude once we once we left obviously california right the co- coastal california i mean it's hard to it's hard to beat that because of the accessibility to the ocean and the weather is perfect and uh it's very it's very accepting towards like alternative lifestyles like this mm-hmm. um but once we left and once we got into wyoming and you're able to come into a park a parking lot. I'm just picturing Wyoming, like being outside, like you know, in a parking lot like this. But like mountains. you're just in Wyoming, there's just mountains. Awesome. And there's just horses. Yeah, like that's mountains, sick. horses. Like how could you ever not have a good day if you're in that type of environment? You're in that environment. Well, maybe if I stayed there for a year, I'd be like, why am I still here? I, the, I mean, the the awesome part about it for me was you know the ability to. We're in a different place every day. Yeah, you could just if you if you're not happy where you are, you just pick up and go. Yeah, exactly. And the the peace of mind that that can bring for you, if you're feeling stuck, if you feel like you, you know, you're trapped in the rat race, it's you kind of feel like hopeless. You feel helpless, and you feel hopeless. You feel like time's just passing by. Yeah, you feel like what am I doing? I have to listen, I feel you 100% on yeah. that one. You know, yeah. sometimes oh, I wake up. There. Yeah, sometimes I wake up and I'd be like, damn, like, fucking another two months just passed. And yeah. I, what did I do? I went to work, fucking, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, and you're 50, working. 60 hours a week. And, and that's where the trap lies is that you're all of your most of your income is going towards living the the, yeah. the rent. Exactly. That's where your income is going towards. So when you're in when you're living in New York or on Long Island, mm-hmm. you're you know that that 40%, 35%, whatever the they, whatever the average number is is going towards your living arrangements and then you know whatever you do with the rest is usually also for living your yeah. food whatever else it is Ooh, going out, and then by the time out. you're done you're working and you're what are you saving by that work yeah from that work you know you're saving maybe a, a small fraction yeah. Yeah. of your salary and um i feel like when you actually start to think about what this means uh that it's just this kind this kind of like a circle right you're working and you're doing you're being productive but you're working to pay your rent. You're working just to pay your rent. Yeah. And you pay your rent just so you have a place to live. Yeah. So you can work. Yeah. And it's just like, it's literally just a cycle of fucking... And I feel like a lot of the times, people who are uh, doing these jobs, it's not, you know, it's not what someone always wanted. It's not what someone might have always wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Like, I never thought I would end up where I am right now. Yeah. Never. But I'm happy doing it. Yeah. You know, it's not. it's definitely not my dream job, but... Yeah. I enjoy it and it's it, very just weird, you know, how it happened and how yeah. I ended up working there and how I'm still there and eventually the plan is for me to take over the company. So this is why I'll probably end up being in Long Island for the rest of my life, but it's definitely not like you know, bro. We're not in Cortland. <laughs> Whenever anybody said anything about Long Island, I'm like I'm never I'll never be in Long Island. Like yeah. Brooklyn always every yeah. all, everything. But yeah. you know, just weird the way shit happens. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, you know, as much shit as we're talking about Long Island, uh, I do love it. I mean, it is my home, and uh, and it is pretty, pretty relaxing. This park. It is. I feel pretty relaxed. I did not feel this relaxed uh, in the last podcast that I did with Swill. Yeah, because you were at a major. We were at like, dude, it was wild. Mad like, people go over was, there. Yeah. It was like a. This was two nights ago. This was. Freaking! This was Monday night, and uh, and like there was this, there were like cars set up with like, like they brought like these like DJ speakers, and like they were just bumping, like, and it wasn't even good music. It was like really bad. Uh, I don't even know what to call it because it wasn't even like house. And this was where? It was just like a, a, electronic music. This was in, at Fort Totten Park. Where's that? Queens. It's in Bayside. Queens. Queens, yeah. It's a borough. That's the boroughs for you. I know. That's just how it's it is. It's the boroughs, and that's how that's it is. Just, but that's, that's what I'm saying. There's the difference. There's another difference. Yeah, but that's... We talked about this already. Well, that's the thing. You said that, that you're, um, like, you're comfortable here, right? Yeah. Like, to me, I'm not comfortable with, like, the quietness. It's very quiet. Like, now now I'm adjusting to it. I'm more adjusted to it when I first got here. But, like, that's what I'm used to. Like, you just... I know. You just thought that that was the craziest thing? Like, that's... No, it's not. I'm just saying... I, I was just acknowledging the yeah, fact like, that there is still some like that's, cars Like, I'm by. used to sitting out on the stoop. Yeah. Bad people walking by. Yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. Something's always going on. People yeah. are driving down the block. Blast the music. Yeah. Good music, shitty music. You know? Yeah. All that type of shit is what I'm used to. That's yes. what I like. That's, yeah. a, that's that's what makes me feel comfortable. That's how I know I'm yeah. cold. Yeah, right, right, right. Over here, it's... So, you're here. This, might, this, this must be a little, like, eerie for you. Yeah, it's you like hear little, cricket. Bro, like there's creepy. a cricket. I hear crickets at night. I cannot yeah. sleep because the crickets are so loud. I've never heard a cricket in Brooklyn in my yeah. life. Yeah. In my life. Yeah. The crickets are so loud here. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's no crickets in Brooklyn. Huh? Nah, never heard a cricket in Brooklyn in my life. Yeah. The crickets like it here. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It is. It's just... It is. But that's that's part of 
that's part of all of the, all of this. Okay, I, me personally, I love. There's not like one thing. I mean, I think I, I, I think it's fair to say that I prefer this. I like this better. Of course, yeah, I because like, that, that's how you grow up. Relaxing. Yeah, I mean, yeah it is. Yeah, it's calm. Yeah, it's calm. It's tranquil. But I like experience. I like opening my my mind to 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 the fact that there are different places and the fact that this is not the only place and this is not the best place. Yeah, it's not the best place, and a lot of people around here think it is, and it's not. <laughs> it's just fucking not. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's pretty cool that you know we got beaches and we got the city right there mm-hmm. but it's very enticing but, but people are feel entitled here and people feel like they're uh, very much so yeah. more better yeah better they literally feel like they're better than yeah. everybody else because... I get that I get that you know and uh, I was talking to someone recently and he was talking about uh, an asshole rating chart uh, how many assholes out of 10 are there in a in a place and i thought this was a really good way to 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 kind of classify yeah a but, place but that depends on who you ask it can yeah like what, what you consider an asshole i'm not i'm not i don't consider an asshole probably a lot of people consider me yeah. an asshole yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but that's just like a I, lot of people from Brooklyn are, yeah. are very similar to me some, yeah. are, some are better some are worse but you know Depending on what you grow up and what you see, right. you might consider a no, certain but, type of person okay, an but, asshole. But but there are there are certain standards. Like Los Angeles, for example, there are more assholes in in LA than you know. The asshole rating in LA is probably be like you know six or six, six and a half seven. So so you're saying that like assholes seven out, out of ten, ten people seven out of ten people in, are assholes in Los Angeles are assholes. Really? Or, I would say like six. Really. And then you look at a place like... But an asshole like what? Like, uh, like your oh, hands are going and they just ignore you type of guy? Yeah, I mean, it, defi- it depends on how you define asshole. Yeah, so I would People call them a jerk-off, yeah. People have different yeah. uh, different definitions of, of it. That's what but I mean, yeah. It depends I just on... thought it was an interesting way to, to, to categorize <laughs> That is, that definitely, yeah. But uh, Like, Switzerland probably has an asshole rating of, like... 0.5. Yeah, nice exactly. Places, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like a, yeah, exactly. That'd probably be a nice place to go. Like Australia, yeah. I'm sure there's not a lot of assholes there Australia, either. Australia, even though Australia right now has been uh, going crazy. For what? Uh, I mean, this is just word of mouth. I've just been hearing people talk about it. About um, that they're like killing dogs and shit. What? Because they think that dogs are like spreading COVID. I think Australia uh, yeah, is like that. going, they're like going off the deep end with. Really? With, with COVID, yeah. I, I don't watch like the news. America. Neither no, neither do I. That's don't ever watch the that's news. That's what I was the saying. Worst, it's the worst thing. Don't watch the news. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was saying. It's only negative stuff. That's what I was saying. It's word of mouth. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. But uh, I hope that they're doing well. I got a friend out there. I'll, I'll contact him and see how uh, how it is. I, can, I only hope for the best for the world, right? But it seems like it's just so fucking hard sometimes. You think we're gonna get another shutdown from this COVID shit? No. No, you don't think so? Uh, no, it seems like it. No, no, because I, I, you know, I'm seeing commercials and shit that New York City is opening back. They're they're trying to act like they're opening back up. So. Well, they were open, and now they're closing back up. They're closing back down because now you got to wear a mask to go. You got to show. Yeah, well, they're yeah. You got to show a vaccination the to get into the rest cards, of the man. Yeah. Is is I saw Nuts. a commercial for that, dude. The only time I watch TV, yeah, is when I'm. Like somewhere where I don't have control over if I'm watching. Oh, okay, I got it. Bro, you. like the fucking dentist today. 
I, I'm I'm sitting in there and they in the room they have they the, the TV, TV on yeah. and they're playing and it's like this small ass little TV <laughs> and they're playing uh like you know whatever channel five yeah and uh and they got the uh they got the people freaking talking about that you need to you need to you know show cards and these commercials are so. They're so cringy. They're so hard to watch. I don't even see. I don't think I've yeah, seen a good. commercial. It's good not to, man. It's really not. Good. I hear it on the radio all the time, though. Yeah. I always hear them talking about vaccinations on the radio and yeah. this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. It's gonna be one of those things that, like, you're like right now, you always see a commercial. You hear a commercial about like mesothelioma. Like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, 30 yeah, years ago, yeah, yeah. call us. We got you're entitled to conversations. That's exactly what's gonna happen with these vaccines. Yeah. Did you get it? No. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got it yeah. Did you have to or you chose to? No, I like I, my girlfriend, uh, she she wanted it. It was it was around the time I started traveling with her and she was like she was planning on getting it. And uh and I felt I just felt the need to. I felt like it would just make everything a lot smoother if I did. So I did, but then I got really sick. Yeah, a lot uh, of people said they did. After the second one I got so sick, man. And uh I feel like it took a lot out of me, that that sickness, but you know, I'm hoping, for, like I said, I, I can, we can, well, the only thing we can do is hope for the best. That's yeah, true. You got to. You know, I mean, yeah. we can sit here and talk about how it's going to kill us and talk about how government sucks, but, but what is that, what is that really going to do for us? That's no, just going to, that's going to make matters worse. Yeah. It's better to stay optimistic, uh, what I found. And, uh, with you know, everything. With everything. But at the same time, right? I have this I, I have this idea and I actually I this is in the book this this idea that I had um, was that on a battery right you got a positive and a negative terminal mm -hmm. and they work in synergy with each other that's how mm -hmm. that's how a battery works is because of the the positive and the negative end. Mm -hmm. what if there are just like a battery in in life humans are both positive and negative and the only way that our world functions is with the combination of mm. of both kind of people right for for somebody like okay I, I would consider myself a positive person i would consider myself an optimist i agree yeah i agree um, you're definitely an optimist and uh my thought is can i change a negative person a pessimist into a positive optimist or is that a lost cause because that person is just a negative person i don't know but yeah it all depends on like, the person i feel like some people i just don't even get into it with them because yeah but but you know people could say that somebody's a pessimist just because they don't see something the way they see it Right. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. isn't necessarily true. Like, yeah. I like to think of myself as more of a realist. That's what I was just thinking, a realist. Like, what I, is, what's real? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like you could say that, you know, uh, like I'm thinking realistically about things. Yes. Like, like if you're going to, if you tell me like, yo, Seb, I'm, I'm going to go play for the NFL. Right. You're being optimistic. Right. If I say, yeah. oh, Austin, so you're not going to play not. for the NFL, yeah. that's not me being pessimistic. Yes. That's me being realistic. That's a good point. Like, realistically speaking, 
Good is point. it possible? Of course, anything's possible. But realistically speaking, yeah. you have about a 0.5% chance of playing in the NFL. Right. So I like to think of myself as, yeah. as a realist. Yeah, and everything, every, every situation, I guess, is you know hard. How do you label somebody as, oh, that person is negative or... Or that person is positive, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to label anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think, you know, that's where the problem that might lie is in labeling somebody. Oh, you're this, and uh, and then that's what they become because everybody is telling them that that's what they are. That's true. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't want to label somebody. Else I think it would be interesting uh, to do like an experiment where you have like 20 people or something like that. Everybody meets each other for like 10 minutes or whatever it is, or even like a long. Or you could do it a short period of time or a long period of time. Before before it starts, everybody tells you what they think they are. I think I'm a pessimist. I think I'm an optimist. I think I'm a realist. Yeah. And then after everybody meets, they tell everybody what they think they are and just see how it relates and how different people see each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you might yeah, see somebody like, different than I would. Yeah. Like if I meet, if if you write down that you're, you feel like you're, uh, you're uh, an well, optimist. But yeah. who would write that they're a pessimist though? Uh, On an experiment know, like you, that, who you, would say, oh, I'm I'm pessimistic. That's well, you know, some you people, know? some people own, some people own their shit. Some people own it. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I mean, it's good to be able to to confront these. Yeah, uh, you got to be able to own your own shit, no matter what it is. Yeah. Good, bad, ugly. You got to own yeah, your own shit. Yeah, you always. do. You do. But um. Yeah, final floor in your car. Yeah, got the. Yeah, man, it's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. It it really is one of the first things that struck me. I mean, I got this, you know. Got the tongue and groove pine over here, bro. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see this shit in like, this is like a, yeah, the knotty pine. This is like in uh, like cabins and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah? I wanna get one, yeah. I just got my motorcycle permit. I mean, is I would it kill myself okay? So is it coffee. is it pessimistic for me? Um, for my first for my first thought to tell you that my friend just got his stolen in no. in L- Long Island City. No, that's not pessimistic at all. That's Fuck, that's that's facts. I'm that's... Sorry, Nick. <laughs> my friend Nick, man, he uh, man. happens all the time. It was his it was his, his one prized possession that he had. He worked so hard for. And uh, he had just gotten this brand new, beautiful bike. And uh, how did? Where was it that it got stolen? It was parked in front of his job site. And it's one of the easiest things to steal. Yeah, and in a van like this, actually the same van, same model, just drove up next to it. And there's two actually guys. video. Yeah, jump out, video. Go right, yeah. Two guys. How'd you go, you, dude? Was if, it you, bro? If I can tell you how many times I've seen that happen in Brooklyn, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah bro. You've it's seen the easiest it? thing to do. Easiest You've thing seen to do. It? Yeah, You've seen it on video. It? I haven't on witnessed video. it firsthand yeah. but I've seen it on so many videos yeah. literally all you need is two guys two guys in a pickup truck or a van yeah. pick the thing up throw it right in you the car you pick it up so quick yeah so quick and they, it was they're on video too and they, they they weren't able to find it see yeah like that's the thing bro it's so like Brooklyn bro you could literally leave your car on or unlocked yeah for, for literally 30 seconds 30 to run seconds. aside and your car could be gone I know it could be I know somebody broke into my ex-girlfriend's car right in front of my house in broad daylight yeah. On like a Tuesday, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Yeah. Someone broke right into a car. Really? Yep. Oh fuck. Yeah. See, like, dude, that that scares me so much, man. I don't even want to like, talk about it, you know, because I got my I have my Jeep stolen. Yeah, I know. And, and but, I don't actually know the whole story. But now, but yeah. now that it, well, now that I have this, I mean, dude, like, fuck. everything happens for a reason, right? Fuck, dude. Because that would have never happened if you would if your Jeep would have got stolen or no. What do you mean? Like, do you think you still would have did this? Didn't that like 
I see. No. I didn't know you had a car in between. I thought your Jeep got stolen and then you bought this. My Jeep got stolen in Hawaii. My rental, my rental Jeep. But I know how much it sucks to have, to have your car stolen. It really sucks. So I can't even imagine. It's just like you just feel this such a sense of of rage, and and uh, ang- anger, rage. Um, I'm sure, you're shocked. Shock, and. Yeah, and just takes time to process. Yeah, like, um, I, like, how did you real? Like, at what point were you like, someone stole my Jeep? Oh well, I was surfing, and I got out from surfing, and, and, and it just wasn't and there. The Jeep was, just wasn't there. And you knew, like, you were like, wait a minute, did I park somewhere else? So you were just like, from no, like, well, from I the second I, you didn't see your Jeep, you're like, damn, someone oh stole my, my car. Oh my god, dude, I'll never forget, man. I was walking. You know what's funny is I was surfing. This is in Hawaii. I was surfing. Uh, at this beach called uh, Puena Point, and I was just thinking about how grateful I was. Mm-hmm. I, I just had surfed. I surfed like an hour. I was by. My, I went by myself too, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just thinking about how grateful I was to have been on the island of uh, Oahu in Hawaii. And look, I was looking out at the mountains, and like I was just like, this is unreal. And I was just like walking. And I, this is when I was getting out of the water. And I was walking back, and you know, you like, you, you look for your car, right? It's like, oh, you know, my car's there, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like didn't see it, and I was like, I was like, no, no, no. And I just got closer, and I was just, it just wasn't there. And then, you know, from that moment it's on, crazy. I was just in my board shorts and just had my surfboard, and. Uh, from from on in that moment, I was just like, "What does this mean? You know, what what yeah, is like, like what? what? Yeah, now what? What do I do? I'm on vacation in Hawaii, and now, uh, you know, everything's gone. And uh, it just you know what it does is it just makes you. You know what I what I thought of is you know I thought of a few things. How can I prevent this from happening again? What can I have done differently? But obviously, were the keys in the jeep? Oh well, I left. I, this is where the the problem was is that I left the keys in like the worst possible place oh uh, yeah I, yeah cause you were in the water but they watch you I was they, gonna say you know what that's probably like their thing like they, they know watch, you're going in the water you're yeah. leaving your phone you're leaving your wallet yeah. you're leaving you gotta leave something in there I know yeah well yeah exactly you're going surfing all, you leave everything behind of course. And, uh, but they, they know the deal, bro. But, yeah. Just when they found the keys and they were like, fuck it, we'll take the car. They know the deal. I know this happens multiple times a day. Was all your other shit in there? Your phone? Or Full wallet keys. Damn. Full wallet what keys. What the fuck did you do? Full wallet keys, car, <laughs> <laughs> gone. So, so, so what did you do? You just stood there with your surfboard and what? Like Stood there with my surfboard. Oddly enough, as the whole thing was unfolding, these the two kids I was living with at the time in Hawaii um, came... They were pulling up to where I was surfing. No shit. They were pulling up just to, just to, you know, go, and uh, and they pulled up. I remember, I'll never forget my friend Andres, my friend, uh, my friend uh, Geraldo. They pull up and they're like stoked to see me there. Yeah. <laughs> I stand there with my board and they're just like, they're like you, like we're about to go out, and uh, I just looked at them and like, I mean, pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, pretty quickly, like obviously <laughs> they, they learned what happened. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But um, so then they actually helped me uh, a lot. Uh, my my friends and 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 this is what this is this is when you know you you kind of have these realizations about 
about about people you know interact relationships that you have with people and and how how important it is how how valuable it is and and how much they were willing to help me in the situation and through the situation um i you know i would have just obviously been i wouldn't have been able to to get back on my feet yeah if you were there by yourself yeah what do you do how do you come back from that um so i'm i mean lucky enough they were able to give me a ride everywhere that i needed to go after that to get everything back in order but it was not easy um and it's not easy when the problem was when you lose your um when you lose your phone and your wallet at the same time um yeah well, it, it makes it really difficult i can only imagine because when you're trying to when you're trying to get access to all of all of your uh personal accounts yeah exactly they like for example like my credit cards obviously like my card my you know my debit card they want to text you a code they want to text you or email you okay so i couldn't i couldn't verify yeah okay and then the problem the problems just kept snowballing because the day after i i lost my the day after everything um was actually the day I went skydiving because the kids I was with, like they were like on vacation, they were working remotely and they were wanted to do what they wanted to do. So they were like, we, before we take you to the phone store, we need to go skydiving. And I was like, fuck dude, like I don't want to go skydiving right now. Like my car just got stolen yesterday. All my shit's gone, I don't have my phone. Yeah. I don't have anything. Like last thing I want to do is go skydiving right now. But there was like two, there was Andres, uh, this other kid GC and then these two girls uh, Joy and um... <laughs> I hope she ain't watching this <laughs> uh, yeah sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's a cool girl too but I, just can't, I just can't remember the fucking name oh man oh, that's funny shit alright but I'm guessing it was worth the skydiving. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, so we go skydiving, and then afterwards we um, we go to. And then we he takes us to the phone store, right? And we get to the phone store, and I I didn't realize this, but I couldn't get my I couldn't get my number back because you need to have ID. You need to have ID. Oh really? Yeah, you oh. need to have some sort of proof that I'm the person with that phone number. No shit. Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? I mean, they should have been able, they should have trusted me, you know? But, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, you can't it's say like that. It's like security. It's security. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, but given I mean, my circumstances, I needed my I But needed I never my had phone. to show ID when I bought a new phone. To to get your yeah, number yeah, back? Yeah. Because you probably had your old phone or something. I did. But. Yeah. So then that's what, that's the proof. That you have the, the number. I guess so, yeah. I yeah. think. I don't know, yeah. Because if you had that no that number on your phone. Yeah, but once you activate your new phone. Yeah. It automatically goes to that number. But. Well, it goes, no, you know why? It's, no, but yeah, it's because, like, I have Verizon. My Verizon account, right? My phone number is hooked up to a certain phone. As soon as I activate a new phone, it automatically goes to that number. Like, when I when I got my new phone, I actually got it in Arizona. Maybe that's Verizon. 
Yeah, maybe. Because I've I've T-Mobile. Oh, yeah, T-Mobile blows. T-Mobile blows, <laughs> and that's what I learned. And uh, yeah, I mean, dude, it just kept getting worse because you know you could I couldn't get my number back, and then that meant that I couldn't get my number back. Meant that I couldn't verify anything mm-hmm. because I needed the text message. I couldn't even get onto my email. Really? I couldn't get onto my email because they want to verify because, through the phone yeah. because they want to verify through the phone so up. it was a fucking nightmare and a half uh trying to navigate that and i was just it just sucked because i was like i was just saying to you i was so grateful one second for where i was i mean yeah. i was in hawaii you know surfing perfect waves and the next second i was just scrambling to get to try to put the pieces of my life back together yeah. At least you were in America, right? And you didn't have to... Dude, like, if you would have lost your passport... Feel, yeah. Like, if you would have lost your passport, your license, your, all your credit cards, all that shit, and you were in a different country, you'd yeah. still be there right now. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to leave the country without your shit. Yeah. No, it was... I was lucky I was able to get it back. Yeah. But... Oh, they got the Jeep back? No. They, they found they found the Jeep. I didn't get my stuff back. But, oh, but they found the but Jeep. But they, they found the Jeep a week later. A week later? Yeah. Where was it? Dude... Um, was it just like chilling on a beach somewhere or? It was. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just got a call from uh, my insurance company and they were like, okay. they just gave me news. We found your Jeep. They were like, we found your Jeep. <laughs> I was, oh man, I was so happy. But that was seven days after. So those That's seven time, days. Bro. It was a long time. It, it was is a very long time. It was a long time. You don't get that shit back in hours. Usually it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. And um, what the insurance company told me was that I could potentially be responsible because the Jeep is gone, because the Jeep was gone and it was a rental Jeep. Mm -hmm. What that means is that what the insurance, this is what the insurance company told me. They scared the shit out of me. Dude, there was no one during the situation that obviously that made the, yeah. That alleviated made it like any easier, that made yeah. it any easier. Yeah. Every single person, it was just like an obstacle. But they told me that loss of business would yeah. I, I could potentially have to pay. Yeah, loss of use. Well, yeah. loss of use. Yeah. I'm it's like, a, so what does business. that mean? For the rest of my life, I'm gonna be paying for what the fucking rental car company could have potentially yeah been used a, a car cra- for. It's, listen, it's a crazy loophole in the system, bro. And some people make a lot of money off of that because they do it with. Um, with accidents, and they do it with. I actually noticed because Joel was telling me that his friend does this. That he, um, if you own a fleet of trucks, and one of your trucks gets into an accident, the the truck, as long as it's not the truck's fault, their insurance company, yeah, or whoever the, whoever the people are, go after the other people's insurance company, and right. they sue them for loss of use. Loss of use. And they yeah. don't even know that the, the truck could be out of commission for a year, and they're like, all yeah. right, you owe me what I would have exactly. made in a year, which and it's crazy because exactly. it, you can't beat around yeah. it. It's I a know. crazy fucking loophole. Yeah. And yeah. you make sick money off of it. Yeah, but that so that was disturbing. I mean, I remember I remember having that that phone call and the unease that you feel that I felt. Yeah. During that of like, I wouldn't even be able to sleep. I was I couldn't. I dude, it was bad. Man. How could you even enjoy yourself knowing you couldn't that, like, enjoy? I couldn't enjoy anything. I, nah. You know, it's food doesn't taste good. Yeah. Waves waves aren't fun. <laughs> yeah. I was I wasn't having a good time. You know, because of. Because of everything that could, because of the uh, the unknown, come, exactly. what the unknown of this? what does this mean, you know? 
Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, I wanted to solve, I want to solve this. I want to like figure out, I was thinking about why, why are they stealing people? Why are they stealing cars in the first place? Right. And then I came to the conclusion that it's, you know, education. A lot of, a lot of the times people who are poorly educated are the ones that are, you know, committing crimes and living these fraudulent lifestyles. Yes, the first thing that comes to mind for me is junkie. Yeah, doing it for somebody who's junkie. Drugs. Every every person I've ever seen steal something for the most part in Brooklyn, or do something like that, junkies. They just yeah. looking to get something that they could sell, something yeah. they get rid of to get some more money just to get yeah. their next high. Yeah. I've seen it so many times, bro. That, yeah. That's always my first thought, right? If someone steals something or if someone does like a scumbag thing, my first thought is, oh, they must be a junkie. Yeah. Because who, who in their right mind would, would steal somebody's car? Why, why the fuck would you yeah. steal somebody's car? Yeah. Unless you're a junkie. Yeah. In my life. I know. Like you said, education, I'm sure, plays a well, huge part too. Well, uh, they, the first thing, they, so they spent over, I forgot how much it was. I think it was like $2,000 on my credit cards. Really? Yeah. Uh, like Man. as soon as they... As soon as they still look it's just you it got to do it quick. It's such an invasion of privacy. Yeah. You know, you feel so violated. I felt so violated, right? Like they steal, they stole the car, and then my bag was in the car, and then you got my phone, which you know I think is locked, so they can mm-hmm. they could, couldn't get into it. But then my wallet, right? They're going through my wallet, fucking picking up, you know, going through the cards, and then they went to McDonald's. They spent like fucking sixty bucks at McDonald's. <laughs> And then they spent like 250 at Walmart, and then like oh yeah, they were drunk. They must have been homeless or something. At, at like uh, Home Depot. Oh, they were chilling, bro. They were chilling. They got some good shit. They must have been homeless. They probably built themselves a nice fucking spot with shit from Home Depot. Yeah. They got all the stuff they need: pillows, blankets, food from Walmart. Yeah. And yeah. then they just fucking that was it. it. And they ate. That was it. They ate. And they're chilling. So I fed them. So they needed it. They needed it. And I that was their, I, I could was be their breaking life. You never know. I was able to provide them. So whoever it was that stole my car, uh, and stole you know everything else, um, you know I I really just hope that they really really needed it to mm-hmm. to, to feed themselves and to to survive. I mean, it sounds like it from the stores they went to: Walmart, Home Depot, and McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, that's not. Someone who steals something is they're gonna go to shopping street. They're not gonna go to Home Depot or Walmart. Yeah. Unless they need shit from there. I know. Maybe you jump started them. Yeah. Maybe they're fucking chilling right now. Yeah. You know. You, but yeah. You, you gave them that that leg up in the competition. But uh, yeah, and then I, and then I went back. I flew home to uh, and stayed two weeks with Z in Santa Monica. After, uh-huh. after that. And oh yeah. I, and then I wrote I wrote about the whole experience. Um, book is called pineapple gangsters and and then i donated uh like the first month's sales like half the first month's sales in the books to to a uh a, a charity in uh hawaii that focuses on improving education that's dope actually because i, I didn't know that that's dope. yeah yeah i mean i i really just you know it was such a it was such a uh you know kind of one of those experiences that that kind of just stuck, you know, it sticks with you for a little bit, and sure. just, so I felt like that was the least that I can do, you know, was to try to spread a little bit of awareness, and maybe that, you know, save somebody else's car from being stolen, yeah, yeah, but, uh, it's good shit though, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's getting hot out here, 
And uh, yeah, it's, getting a warm, it's, it's a little warm. Where's the breeze at? Where'd it go? Right there. Yeah. Well, uh, Seb, I mean, it's been fun, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Glad. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun. So, I think we're going to take care of what needs to be done here and uh, call it a night. So, good night, everybody. And thank you for, for listening if you got through this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody.